Haven't we gone over our favorite cheeses? Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tookie's Take Podcast. And yes, we have gone over our favorite cheeses. <laughs> For the record, that's... So, I was getting the viewer questions, right, before we uh, before we got this together. And yeah, RG Dust asked, what's your favorite cheese? And someone immediately responded, I love that this isn't the first time someone has asked what your favorite cheese is. I believe it's the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. at least the third. <laughs> Because I know Endo's is everybody. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, for my, for the sake of my Italian ancestors, I must say the, the mozzarella. But you know, it's okay. Uh, How's everybody doing? It's another week. It's a, it's a Monday, the day after Sin and I streamed until one thirty a.m. Eastern on an esports broadcast, and then Endo and I just finished another esports broadcast. Yeah. It's going to be one of those podcasts where everyone's tired. <laughs> yeah, and after this, I have to go get um, I have to go grab Polina and grab uh, skates. She's been using uh, skates since God. She has graph skates. G-R-A-F. They even yeah. make those anymore? They don't. They don't. You want to see these things? These things are ancient. <laughs> They're I like falling apart. The laces are out need there. Some well Eastern behind. sticks. Yeah, you just you yeah, either hers. just had a lot of people sin go yeah, or a lot of people being like you fucking pleb Easton stick. <laughs> I thought Easton went out of business. That's what I was trying to. Uh, Easton was bought. Easton was bought by Bauer. They go. have brought back some of the sticks. Um, as you notice in NHL 23, there's like one Easton stick, and in Madden there was one Easton stick. I haven't noticed because I haven't played NHL 23 in a while. But I, I'm ready to suffer. You guys want to play some sixes or sometime? Yes. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. I, I will. Damn it. I need, I, to, will. I need to prestige. <laughs> Just one. If, if I don't have a high enough level on the game, these professional players won't respect me. Yeah. You got damn right. Damn caster, no thumbs. Oh, God. Who no are you? Thumbs no thumbs all throat. No thumbs having scumbag criticizing my player. No, we won't pull the goalie with six seconds left. Screw you. <laughs> what if the puck goes down the other way and it goes in? Then we lose by two. <laughs> <sighs> Not speaking about anyone specifically, of course. I God, would never. Fucking accuracy. Oh, God. So, yeah, boys, hopefully you're doing well. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in again to another edition of the show. We have... Uh, some interesting things to talk about today, some not fun things to talk about today, as is uh, seemingly the case in the world of hockey. My goodness, we, um, you know, the, the whole concept, I wish, I wish there was such a thing as being able to talk about hockey without having to, uh, you know, actively ignore the negative, because there's, there's a bit of negative seemingly for every show, because that's the world of hockey, unfortunately. But hey, we'll talk about it all, the good, the bad. Uh, the Ugly, a.k.a. Jordan Bennington. Uh, he's back at it again. We'll talk about him and everything else throughout the show. But before we get into it, as always, we need to mention that this show, this podcast, is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That is Manscaped.com, of course, where you can use code TUGIE at checkout. That's T-O-U-G-I-E for 20% off your order and free shipping. And again, you've heard us talk about it for over the past week now, the launch of the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Oh, that's it. Sin, how you that's feeling it. about it now a week or so into the into the experience? 
I, yeah, I fucking love the comb. <laughs> I haven't I haven't used the trimmer at all yet. Um, but yeah, goddamn, that comb is amazing. You get everything that you need to uh, trim your beard and make it as refined as possible from a, a brush, the comb, Paris scissors. You got the beard balm and conditioner, beard oil and shampoo. And again, the trimmer that is absolutely top notch. There's no more finagling, finicking around with different attachments for the top of it. It's got a built in wheel. You adjust right then and there. It's beautiful. It is a revolution. In grooming, dare I say, and of course, they got so much more. The Performance Package 4.0, the Perfect Package 4.0. They got you covered no matter what. Manscaped.com, get the best tools for the job. With that, gentlemen, let's get to our other two viewer questions. Um, AJ, let's let's bring it here immediately. If you could bring back one musician from the dead for one final concert, who are you choosing? Jimmy Sullivan. A.K.A. the Reverend Tholomew Plague. Need to hear him in one last concert with Avenged Sevenfold and get to hear him uh, drum and sing again because god damn, what a special talent mm. he was. <sighs> That's fair. That's a good one. Or, oh, does it have to be one? Oh, it's just one final concert. That sucks. You know what? Combined concert. Half Avenged Sevenfold, the other half Pinkly Smooth. Because Sinister Gates was also in that band. Yes, mm. it is. It was their right. side project back before yeah. Avengers 7 I was wondering, blew up. I was wondering why that name sounded familiar. <laughs> it I is. It's honestly like when listening back on it, it's genius fucking material. Like it was mm. incredibly well written song. Recording quality is not great, but it was tremendous, like tremendous music that they made. <sighs> God, this is a tough one, right? It's a tough one. Uh, to be honest, it's only because it's the most recent one for memory for me. Uh, the Foo Fighters were going to be in Maine this past summer, and obviously that did not happen. And there was a very good chance I was going to go to that show. So that's the first one that kind of comes to mind is like, would have been nice because never, uh, never did get to see them live as a, as a full group. But yeah, so now I'm, now I'm just... I'm just sad. Now I'm just bummed. Endo, what about you? All right. So, Endo, the album you were struggling to think of now that you thought of, now that we had a slight tech issue. Okay. So, I thought it was The Color and the Shape by Foo Fighters, uh, but it was not because that was 1997, which means that, like, little old me, w w I might have seen it as a sperm, but uh, not as an, uh, you know, as an actual human being. It was uh, Concrete and Gold when they went on tour with that in Toronto. Uh, well, it was a worldwide tour, but I saw them here in Toronto, Toronto, whatever you want to call it. Toronto. Yeah. T dot. People haven't called it that for like 10 years. <laughs> six, 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 six. Oh, God. Our other question comes from hashtag bring back the sound tigers. A lot of people really don't like the Bridgeport Islander name, or should they? Biggest need for each of your favorite teams when it comes to the trade deadline. So it'll give us a chance to kind of combine these. I want to start off with Endo, who his favorite team, the Maple Leafs, are now without Austin Matthews for a minimum of three weeks due to a knee sprain suffered on Wednesday against the New York Rangers. What, in your estimation, is the Leafs' biggest need about a month or so away from the trade deadline? Good contribution. Good answer. 
Shrug. That's it. I don't know, man. Just a strong shrug, huh? Aggressive shrug. All right. Sin for the win. Yeah. Um, now, we'd be remiss, of course, if we didn't mention the Sharks' loss against Carolina. Uh, the Sharks scored an empty net goal to go up 4-2 to two with 152 left and then lost. They are the third team ever to score an empty net goal in the last two minutes of regulation and lose the game. Technically the, others the second. <laughs> are the 1969-70 Red Wings and the 19 or the 2019-20 San Jose Sharks. So, yes, technically they are the second team to yeah, do it and the first team to do it twice. I remember that game against the Capitals. That was rough. This one, that's good. You only got one point. It's a good time to, for that to happen. Yeah, and then like you said, they ended up winning their next game. So they're trying Which to sucks. ruin the tank. Yeah. Hmm. Just trying to ruin the tank. So what do the Sharks need? Uh, they need to sell everybody. Yeah, they need to sell pieces, get draft picks and prospects. Pretty simple. There you go. But get good returns. Also crucial. The Boston Bruins, um, who, by the way, fellas, might be slumping. They have lost back-to-back games for the first time this season. They have lost three games in a row for the first time this season, losing to Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. (sighs) Because the South is just terrible. The South is just the worst. That's right. I said it. Um, yeah. God. <laughs> so <laughs> in terms of what the Bruins need, I mean, a fucking rest is what they need. And they'll get it with the All-Star. Um, worth noting, Elliot Friedman mentioned about Bo, Hor- uh, Bo Horvat uh, that Detroit, the Islanders, Seattle, Boston's in the mix. <laughs> but last week it was the Devils and Dallas and they're in the mix. So. I'm not going to say Bo Horvat. I'm not going to say Timo Meyer because then Sin's going to respond with who he wants in that trade, and I don't want to ruin a friendship. Um, <laughs> First, Swayman and LaSalle. <laughs> you'll get Brandon Bussy, and you'll like it. Yeah. Man, I love some Free Bussy. Bussy. <laughs> Free Bussy. <laughs> what an unfortunate name to have in the 21st century. <laughs> only what because a of fortunate Lil, name. Only because that. of Lil Nas X. It would have been fine. Oh, my God. Shout out to Brandon Bussy. Um, Bussy yeah, Bauer. Like I said, uh, we'll talk more about the deadline as it comes up. I mean, again, kind of looking ahead at our... At our schedule here, again, towards the end of February, the show uh, will be on break for about two weeks. We'll be on break for about two weeks. Um, I think February 13th will be our final show, and then Sin and I are heading to Finland at the end of that week. Um, I'll be back on the 27th. So yeah, pretty much after the 13th, we'll have like one show before the deadline, if that. Uh, so we'll have a lot to catch up on, including the trades once uh, Sin's back in the States as well. And we'll be able to hopefully talk about how they have 17 first round picks after trading Eric Carlson, Timo Meyer, and potentially more. Here's hoping. With that, and thank you everybody for the questions. Again, I really sent out the request late, so even getting a couple was pretty nice. Uh, with that, we have to move into uh, our more general section. And uh, well, shit, fuck, damn it. Here we go. Um, the biggest news topic in the world of hockey today is the passing of Bobby Hull at 84 years old. 
Um, this is another one of those situations, uh, similar to a Eugene Melnick, where there are going to be some people who view this as too soon, the body's still warm, have some class, how dare you talk about anything negative, this person just died, think of the family. There are people that have that viewpoint, and then there are people, and there have been plenty of them, who have the viewpoint of saying, you cannot rightfully talk about a person's legacy by only talking about the good. But we are going to talk about the good and the bad. Bobby Hull, as a hockey player, was fucking amazing. There is no denying that he is a Hockey Hall of Famer for a reason. He won his Stanley Cup. He won two WHA championships. He was a three-time Art Ross winner, a 12-time All-Star, a two-time Hart Trophy winner. He made the NHL's 100th anniversary team. He had 1,170 points in 1,063 career games, meaning, yes, he was over a point per game. He was a force to deal with during, you know, the prime of his career throughout the 60s and into the 70s. He was an unbelievable hockey player. Now is where you get to the point of also saying, well, here's the other side of things. Um, and these are tough to ignore. Um, he was accused by two different uh, women, two different ex-wives of being abusive. Um, his first wife, Joanne, uh, told ESPN that Hull beat her with a steel, a steel-heeled shoe and dangled her over a balcony. In 1986, Hull was charged with assault and battery of his third wife, Deborah, though the charges were, uh, were dropped when she declined to testify. Hull pleaded guilty to assaulting a police officer who was trying to intervene. Later, uh, another thing that popped up, uh, what is uh, kind of been referred to as the Hitler interview. In 1998, Hall gave an interview to an English-language Russian newspaper in which he was quoted as saying, <laughs> the black population in the U.S. was growing too fast, uh, that eugenics was a good idea, and that, quote, Hitler, for example, had some good ideas. He just went a little bit too far. When later asked in that interview if he was a racist, Hull is quoted as saying, quote, I don't give a damn. I'm not running for any political offices. <laughs> Hull would sue the paper for defamation, as well as others that reprinted the comments, with his lawyers declaring, quote, it's not just what he said, but the way in which he said it. That his demeanor, tone of voice, facial expression commuted nothing but contempt and hatred for Adolf Hitler. Hmm. Interesting. Because facial expressions would really change what he said. You just need to know the proper context is all. Um, also, not to mention, uh, his daughter Michelle said in an ESPN profile... Uh, that revealed even more instances of his abusive and racist behavior, she would say, quote, the first thing I thought upon hearing the Hitler comments was, quote, that's exactly like him. Now, um, Hull, even after all this came to light in 2008, he was named a Blackhawks ambassador that he would hold with the team up until last February. 
when finally uh, people are like, hey, we're still doing this with this guy, right? And they're just like, oh, yeah, you're right. We should probably not. Like I said, there are going to be some people who view this as, hey, the guy just died. Think of the family. Do we have to have this conversation now? Yes, we know, but loss of life here. Again, there are going to be people who view it that way. I'm not even saying you're necessarily wrong. Uh, but there are also going to be people, like myself included, that I don't think you necessarily avoid any negatives in regards to somebody simply because they passed. For example, when Chris Brown passes away, what's the buffer? When are we allowed to mention the Rihanna stuff again? When's the buffer on that? You know? When... God. <laughs> Let's see, who do I want to compare with some of the uh, political comments he made? When Tucker Carlson passes away, are we only going to praise him as a great broadcaster for a while? Are we not meant to get into some of the other stuff? You know, that's my question for people who say too soon. When When is it then appropriate to discuss this stuff again? So, I don't know if you two have thoughts. Bobby Hall passes away at 84. Um... And due to his own actions, his legacy is not just that of a great hockey player. Yeah, where where were the where? Uh, what about the family? Think of the family people when he was physically and emotionally abusing them. Oh, but sin! Only two of his <coughs> wives accused him of that. Just accusation. Clearly, his daughter was affected enough. You know, uh, it's the 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 people. It's 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 fake. The people who say think of the family, they're just looking for ways to deflect. It's the same thing as any tragedy happens in this country and no one wants to pass legislation because it's too soon. And then nothing ever gets done. It's the same fucking thing. It's just they're just deflecting until they think it'll go away and everyone's going to forget about it. Everyone wants to because that's what hockey hockey culture is. He's part of the good old boys club. That's why fucking spitting chiclets are all on his dick and refusing to talk about anything else because they are literally the epitome of a good old boys club. And they're going to talk trash about anyone who wants to talk about the negative things because they want to stroke off stats and get viewers and maintain their audience of these uh, faux alpha males wannabe guys. And just continue to. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. You have to talk about all of it. That's who the person is. And you have to deal with that. When you lose someone close to you, you don't just fucking remember the positive because that's unhealthy. That's the things you want to hold on to long term, but you want to deal with the trauma and the negatives so that you can grow past them and heal. There's going to be no fucking healing if you ignore what he did that was bad. And everyone, you know, our people like, oh, the charges were dropped. Like, if, he, if he had the fucking gall to assault a police officer, you don't think that he would have assaulted his wife behind closed doors? Come on. I think you summed it up pretty perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Into, I don't know if you have anything to add. I, I didn't even the... get into the racist shit, but there's, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Jesus, plenty right? of that. I mean, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rather multi-layered. And again, like you mentioned, people will just be uh, dismissive. I mean, uh, the St. Louis Blues put out a, a, a message from his son, Brett. Uh, and of course, someone responds, oh, but Greg Wyshynski told me I need to reprioritize my feelings about him. He must know the best way to feel about this. Like, it's just so disingenuous. Yeah. 
There's a drill t- tweet for this. About my comments on ISIS, you do not in any way have to hand it to them. And that kind of sums up Bobby Hole fucking praising Hitler. Like, you know, he didn't have some good ideas as racist as you are and as much as you want eugenics and as much as you feel like there's this, you know, white genocide happening or whatever the hell they call it. The great replacement. Like, no, you still. If you're if you if you go to the point of saying that maybe the worst person in history had some good ideas, just went a little too far. You're probably, you know, not. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just. I wish like this, it just makes no sense, but it makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. I wish just, just wasn't so fucking normal. I got, I got no, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I knew about you know, the racist think- shit, but like, I didn't know like that much into like how bad it was. But like, Ooh boy, that's why I'm laughing. I'm like, you guys are, you know, like like people are gonna praise that kind of person for stuff they've accomplished. Boys, we right? have breaking news. Fuck Bobby Hall. Bo Horvat has been traded to the New York Islanders. What? Holy shit! I called Bo that Horvat shit to the Islanders for Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a protected first round pick this year. Yo, they got Ratu. That's pretty good, dude. He's been pretty good Ooh. lately. Oh my god! Did, didn't I say fucking last week? I said, you give Kuzmenko the 5-2 year because you know you can't keep Bo Horvat. Mm. Bam. Sorry, Bobby. Oh. This is more important than your yep. racist corpse. Sorry. <laughs> that it is. Um, El Bozo. <laughs> What's the, uh, what are the conditions on the first? Uh, I don't know if that's been announced yet. This tweet literally just went live two minutes ago from the Canucks announcing... Uh, this particular trade. So I think hopefully by the end of the show and over the next few minutes, we will likely know more details. But yeah, obviously by the time people hear this, you would have already known. But Beauvillier, Ratu, and a first round pick in exchange for Bo Horvat. That is... Now now look, again, people will say for the Canucks, like, the fuck are you doing letting go of Bo Horvat? And that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like in a general sense, yeah, you hold on to Bo Horvat. I, I still, at the end of the day, would view this as mismanagement, not keeping your captain who is just setting the world on fire in terms of scoring goals and, and being a leader on the team. That said, getting someone like Anthony Beauvillier. Eh? <laughs> oh, my God. A couple years ago, Beauvillier was looking awesome particularly as a defensive force. Now, not so much. He's got one year left at 4.2 million. So that's kind of a, like, I mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it's essentially hoping that Beauvillier bounces back. You do get Ratu, who should have been a first round pick. Uh, He went 52nd overall, and for whatever reason, kind of plummeted out of the first round. Uh, but so far, he has been incredibly solid. I mean, at 20 years old, he's already playing over here consistently. Uh, last year in Liga, he had 47 or 41 points in 47 games. And this year in Bridgeport, he's doing pretty good. He's played 12 games in Islander this year. You know, as I look at this trade, ooh, Vancouver. I agree with Sin. Ratu is nice. 
but I, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I think my initial reaction is uh, is a W for the New York Islanders. That's a that's a pretty big get for them. So I'm assuming like the pick is going to be like top ten protected or something like that. Um, Presumably, yeah. In case they miss the playoffs, yeah. Still, if you're Vancouver, you don't let them protect that pick with that return, in my opinion. Um, then again, he's UFA on a one year, so there's no guarantee Islanders are able to lock him up. But I don't know what their cap situation is. But getting rid of Bovel, yeah, you think they were going to have plenty to be able to lock him up. Dude, Barzal Horvat. That's a pretty fucking good combo down the middle. So Barzal has resigned um you know he's got a new extension eight years 9.15 million kicking in next year uh Beauvillier like I said was making 4.15 uh they in theory do have the cap space especially with five million dollars of Semyon Varlamov coming off the books he won't make five even if he comes back because Sorokin's their guy they 100% have the money to sign Bo Horvat long term yeah, I think yeah. The, I think the Vancouver screwed up. They could have got more. Damn, like <laughs> that's that's pretty rough for Vancouver. Like uh, like Ratu's good, not a guarantee. You know, maybe he hasn't. He wasn't. Oh man, he was projected to go much higher than he was at one point, yeah. wasn't he? Yep, yeah. he was like a top ten pick. Yeah, and then he didn't go there. Right, he went in like the twenties. I want to say fifty second. Yeah. I think I just saw it was. Oh my he fell god, the second round. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, so yeah. People freaked out. He's he's looking good, but still, like Beauvillier isn't amazing. Like you said, he's been hit or miss. Ratu's looking good, but who's to say if he's a true top six? And then a protected mm-hmm. first. All this for your captain. I, mean, I don't the, know. The man. guy's twenty. The, the Ratu Ratu is like twenty years old, so he has yeah, tons of time he, to figure out. Yeah, he he is, and he is making a, a pretty good impact in in the NHL when he does play. Um. Still, I, I, I still feel like Vancouver probably could have gotten more. At it's the worth very noting least, non-protect that pick. But the New York Islanders are currently—they're only two points out of uh, the second wild card spot. The Penguins are ahead of them with three games in hand. But this is the Islanders saying, "Hey, we're we're going for this." Yeah. So that's that's solid. That's solid for the Islanders. That that's the initial reaction. That is a a victory for the New York Islanders, and uh, I just don't know. And I mean, you know, if that was the asking price, right? Like a roster player, a top prospect, and a pick. I'm not surprised the Bruins wouldn't necessarily give that up because you probably don't want to take away from the roster and the chemistry. You know, I I don't know if there's a single player on the Bruins' primary roster I'd be willing to give up and risk you yeah, know, upsetting that locker room. Even though, would I have given up LaSalle in a first? Yes, but it's just that roster player. Like I said, even if Bovillier is not looking as strong as he once was, um, even if it was Charlie Coyle, I wouldn't do it just based off of what the locker room's been for the Bruins this season. So, um, all right, Elliot Friedman, top twelve protected pick, twelve. So let's be honest, the Canucks will have the Islanders first rounder this year. Probably, yeah. Barring a miracle. So, but go figure that the Islanders are able to work that in to say the pick is is protected. Like the fact that the Canucks couldn't even get an unprotected pick is surprising because 
you would imagine that next season the Canucks or uh, the Islanders will be in the playoffs, so they won't care as much about that pick anyway. You let them lottery protect a pick in the Connor Bedard draft. Vancouver. Idiots. Vancouver. The more we talk, (laughs) Vancouver. What are you doing? Remember, it's not a rebuild. It's not a rebuild. It's a retool. You got to think about that. That is terrible. Really? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's, um, maybe it'll work out, but the initial reaction is not a positive one for the Vancouver Canucks whatsoever. (sighs) To get back on track really quickly, uh, I'm not upset that we cut off the previous segment to talk about that. And obviously as more news potentially rolls in, we'll we'll keep giving our our live reaction to it. Um, there, you know, it, it was worth noting as well. Um, you know, and Sin wasn't on this show, and Sin, you don't have to comment on this. It's up to you, Endo. You okay, don't have to I'm gonna go take a wicked yes. Then there you go. Um, for the uh, Philadelphia situation, it's kind of branched out into a New York Rangers situation. Um, yeah, owner of the team, James Dolan's having a hell of a week, um, especially after apparently threatening to ban alcohol at Rangers <laughs> games. Because of a disagreement uh, with the uh, state liquor authority CEO, um, because James Nolan's a man child. Um, the Rangers, after numerous years, like seven years of hosting Pride Nights, randomly, without warning, reversed course on what was supposed to be a Pride Night. Uh, the decision was made not to do so. They had previously worn special warm up jerseys and Pride tape. Two players told the New York Post. Uh, that there was no team discussion about it. They just didn't do it. Um, Best way to sum this up, as was, uh, I I saw a comment, uh, and I'll quote this person. I'm so glad me and other queer hockey fans were told by straight people that while he sucked, there wasn't actually going to be any continued fallout from the Provorov situation, and we shouldn't worry at all. This is all very cool and not going to keep worsening. We don't know 100% of the reason why the Rangers uh, did it, but, you know, good press, bad press. I don't know if they subscribe to all press is good press, but, yeah, it's worth noting that the Rangers were supposed to hold a pride night, and the Rangers did not hold said event. So, um... Yeah. <sighs> I'd expect more of this stuff happening right throughout the rest of the season. I, I would not yeah. be surprised if a lot of teams hold off on doing pride nights of all that stuff what went from just a cool thing to do to show a community the base level of even even if it's pandering to the community to be like we see we care it was at least something and uh well now the levy's broken a little bit on whether or not teams are actually going to follow up with it consistently so i i have an opinion on it floor is yours um at this point get rid of pride night in general simply because the people of the LGBT community do not need to be reminded all the time how much the world fucking hates them and all the ugly people come out of the woodwork to talk trash on them. You're not wrong. And I've heard that from, you know, several people that I've talked to in the queer community that are just like, I just don't just, to get, get rid of it. Then like we, we don't, we don't need to be reminded 
like that people hate us. <laughs> and that's really what yeah. keeps happening now. And now teams are fully, you know, you know, backpedaling, walking on eggshells, not want, you know, and they're doing the typical pussyfooting around something instead of just having a firm stance and saying, no, we're doing this. If hockey is truly for everyone, then you don't have those situations. You don't have a player sitting out of warmups, refusing to wear it. You don't have a coach backing him up. You don't have another team now deciding no one's, you know, we're not going to do it. And those are two large organizations. You know, the Rangers, obviously, huge, huge influential organization. And so that's, yeah, that that's my take. If, if you're going to allow this throughout the league, just, you know, get rid of it. Continue to fall, you know, continue to be, what what everyone expects hockey to be. The other, because there's no way to set it perfectly. Uh, the other kind of controversial thing that popped up, uh, along with obviously the Bobby Hall stuff, and then this, uh, was did he or did he not with Trevor Zegras? And what a lot of people were wondering, you know, as he said something, towards um towards Troy Stetcher that really seemed to piss Troy Stetcher off um you know basically the idea came up there was an account that has since deleted the uh, tweet you know essentially postulating whether or not Zegra said something in relation to Troy Stetcher's father uh, Craig Morgan said this, quote, I can confirm via the Coyotes that Anaheim forward Trevor Zegers did not say anything about Troy Stetcher's father during their dust-up last night, but per a team source, he crossed the line with some, quote, very inappropriate comments. Stetcher's declined to comment on the topic. Now, there are some people reading into this. It's just like, ah, whatever. Stetcher's taking the high road. He doesn't want to talk about it. Well, fuck it. Let's just move on. There are other people who are just like, ah, I never was able to lip-read Zegers saying that. Um, you know, I commented on it. I, you know, I commented on it the day of, and I said, yeah, I'm not a great lip reader. It looks like what he said, but again, it can certainly be deceiving. Um, you know, it, it's very reminiscent to a situation in 2019, um, that people might re remember really well where, uh, Leafs defenseman Morgan Riley was caught yelling rag it as in rag the puck, and people thought he was using a certain slur. Um, it really is the best policy to kind of wait things out on something like this. Um, you know, myself, while I didn't go along the lines of like, ah, fuck Trevor Zegras, he's terrible. I more made a joke about Alex Burrows, who was confirmed uh, to say some really fucking heinous shit in his career. Um, you know, it really is the best policy in instances like this to just kind of wait it out and try to get the full story of it. Um, I think in general that really caught on because people, for whatever reason, this year, I'm not sure what I've missed. People have been looking for a reason to hate Trevor Zegras. And this was a great opportunity and people fucking ran with it. I hope... For his sake, for Troy Stetcher's sake, that he did not say what some people think and that uh, Craig Morgan is 100% correct and that there's no just like trying to smooth this over and just move past it because that is what happened. I I hope he, he wouldn't have crossed that line, but we do know the hockey players have in the past, which is why, you know, I think, again, this this gains so much traction is it's believable, unfortunately. Um, 
But yeah. I don't think the Coyotes would have let him go without getting pummeled the rest of the game if had he said that. Like, in all that's, fairness. That's the <laughs> other factor, too. Yeah, yeah, where a lot of people, like, you really think he would have not, like, there wouldn't have been a, a fight or someone would have fought for it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it does raise the question of what the hell did he say then to piss off Troy Stetcher to that extent because you very rarely see a player that uh, incredulous. <laughs> I mean, unless something was really, really over the line. But again, that was one of the bigger stories as well. Over the past couple of days, it was at least worth mentioning that. Like I said, best policy is probably to just kind of chill and let things play out a little bit. Um, and, you know, if somebody know what's what's the deal with people just being like determined to find reasons to dislike Trevor? Zeman? I don't know. I've seen it a lot in the NHL community. Um which isn't, I guess, surprising because they're always hating on something. But yeah, are, I don't know. I'm not too are sure. Are they the oh, people that because, listen to Don Cherry's podcast? Well, think? I don't know. But it's because, like, they're, they, they're thinking, oh, well, they have this fucking guy as a poster bro. All they're trying to do is add his deeks into the game and they're not fixing anything else. I'm like, they were not fixing things way before they were adding <laughs> Trevor Zegers deeks. Like, chill. Oh, there. man. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the things that are, it's one uh, cover athlete for NHL. Um, two poster boy with all these fancy deeks and all that with the Michigan and like the the dish again or the bitch again and the bitching in and whatever the fuck you want all this fancy sh- shit. And I think the third one is just like he looks arrogant. I, I don't know. He just looks like he kind of has like arrogant. <laughs> yeah, he, he just kind of looks. Confidence, you must be arrogant. You know? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like maybe that's the reason why people don't like him, and like I understand why. But, like, still. People are weird. I think it's yeah. the best way to sum it up. Um, also worth noting, another more kind of unfortunate thing. Um, this came from a Finnish outlet and uh, Tia Honkama, uh, who did an interview with Jonas Donskoy, who told this publication that he has had his seventh concussion, suffered it at the start of the season, He still hasn't been able to practice because of persistent symptoms, has had vision problems, vertigo, headaches. Um, We're not doctors. We're not going to sit here and say, ah, he should do this. He should do that. Um, I just hope that Jonas Donskoy makes the best decision for his health, his family, um, because that's some scary shit. Like you are 30 years old and you have seven concussions. Let's be honest that you are aware of. Because in a lot of these instances, it's only the ones that you're aware of. It's not necessarily like, oh, yeah, that's 100, 100% accurate total. Um, yeah, I just hope for his sake that he's all right. Because, again, seven by age 30, he'll turn 31 in April, is ridiculous. And he did uh, kind of make mention of contemplating his future and knowing that, like, hey, I want to be around to be able to you know play with my kids. So... Like I said, it's kind of weird that we had to go from like, hey, here's some of the negative stuff to <laughs> Bo Horvath got traded. Um, but yeah, again, it, it was a weird couple of days in the uh, in the hockey world of things. Uh, as well, today it was announced that uh, Chandler Stevenson of the Vegas Golden Knights is going to replace injured Kraken forward Matty Beniers on the Pacific Division All-Star roster. Uh, Beniers was hurt after a hit from Tyler Myers the other night. Um, I don't know why, you know, they have this approach of 
every team gets a representative, but now Seattle, the newest franchise, will not have a representative, even though Jared McCann's right there, Vince Dunn. I don't, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. The NHL. Your team's doing uh, too good. We're taking away the good thing from you. See ya. Do not pass go. I, yeah, I mean, what other explanations yeah. there? It's just weird. Um, speaking of weird, uh, Oilers played an e-bug when they didn't have to. Uh, oh. By the name of Matt Berlin. Wrong. I've seen so many publications talk about this and how it was, co- it was factually incorrect. So what happened is, was it was it, I believe it was Campbell or St- uh, Stuart Skinner was in that. I think it was Stuart Skinner. With uh, Matt uh, Berlin, he was a contracted player because he signed an amateur tryout and he was the backup goalie for the game. So he was on the bench the entire game. Mm. So everyone's saying he's an e-bug. By definition, he is a roster player. He was a Therefore, meaning that he, yeah, Yeah, because you can only put in an e-bug if both goaltenders are injured. Mm. Not just because you can. Same thing happened with Rob Tallis. Back when he was the goalie, back he was the goalie manager for the Florida Panthers, and they tried to put him in there for like for the last like six minutes or something like that when it was Florida against another team. I can't remember who it was, but they couldn't put him in because the rule says that an e bug can only go in when your team does not have any goalies who can play who are suitable for play. So again, not an e bug. Technically speaking, a rostered player, but you know when it comes to goalies, no one seems to give a fuck about the rules when it comes to broadcasting information. Damn. Yeah. No, it's it's super annoying because they like always oh, an e-bug or like, oh, this and all that. But it's like every publication has gotten it wrong. I even had to tell like my people who I know who work at like like sports entities. I'm like, you guys are getting it wrong. It's he's he is a roster player. Fair enough. Yeah. I got nothing else to add to that. Fair enough. Here, here you just think. It's a nice story about a guy getting a chance because Connor McDavid said, Coach, put him out there. Yeah, no, no, it was. It was. But, like, get it right. You know what I mean? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, other quick notes Tage Thompson, day to day with injury. That kind of sucks uh, because he has already reached his point total from last season in 30 fewer games. Tage Thompson is the man. Um, Jordan Bennington is the boy. Um, he was involved in a scrum. After the whistle um, against Colorado, Alex Georgiev said, uh, on Biddington entering the scrub, that's why he skated the center ice. I think it's a little dirty of their goalie knowing you're untouchable. He said, smiling, he was ready to maybe talk to him at center ice. I would buy that boxing pay-per-view. Give me Alexander Georgiev and Jordan Biddington on a Paul brother undercard, and I'd consider it. Consider it. And our final thing to cheer up Sin is Connor Bedard watch who in his last seven games has 26 points with three hat tricks. <sighs> that would be so nice. My goodness. But just honestly, give me a top five pick. I'll be happy. So this show kind of summed up by the breaking news of the the Bo Horvat trade where 
again, the, the final terms that we have, Bo Horvat to the Islanders for Bovillier, Ratu, a conditional first that is top 12 protected. If the Islanders have a top 12 pick this year, the Canucks get their 2024 first rounder. Uh, this also opens up just over a million dollars in space, 1.35 million in space for the Canucks. Um, so maybe they can make a couple more moves as they can print, you know, as they continue to bring in pretty, uh, pretty rough contracts is the best way I can sum it up. I, I am still trying to wrap my head around it. I don't. Mm. I like Ratu in the first man, but taking on, I don't know. Islanders W is my initial reaction. Endo. Uh, just a quick thing I wanted to look up for Connor Bedard. Uh, currently, he has 34 games played, uh, 42 goals, 43 assists, 85 points. So he's got a you know a two a two and a half points per game average. Uh, he takes one penalty penalty minute per game, which is like whatever. Like he's clearly out there like dominating. People are trying to get him for whatever they can. Uh, but. The highest game played player right now is Braden Yager, and he has 55 points. So, uh, and he has 48 games played. So he has like basically like 12 games lesser than the top leading guy, top leading person with games played and points. That's insane. Also, don't sleep on Braden Yager. Don't. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's funny because you said that I had to look up uh, WHL scoring. Um, I, I was looking more at point per game because Braden Yeager's at uh, a 1.15. Connor Bedard is averaging two and a half points a game. Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, there's only two other... Now, there's two other players technically who were doing it. Chaz Lucius, but he's only played six games, also an overager. And Logan Stankoven, who was also an overager. Stankoven. Like, Connor Bedard is averaging almost a point more than anybody else in the WHL in this upcoming draft class. They, again, he's at a 2.5. Uh, Andrew Cristal of the Kelowna Rockets is at a 1.72. He's ridiculous. And again, we will will it into existence as we do on every single show. Connor Bedard will be a San Jose Shark. Say it with me, Sin. Connor Bedard. Bedard. Will, will be, be a San, San Jose, Jose shark. shark. That's right. Manifest it into existence. Come on, universe. We will. There you go. Damn it, grab, we will. Grab, grab your crystals, hold them in the air, just pray. <laughs> there you go. Read your horoscopes, grab your crystals. <laughs> and pray for the Vancouver Canucks. Good God. Jesus. With that, everybody, thank you as always for uh, watching, listening, supporting the show. We will be back where we hopefully don't have to talk about shitty people for a good portion of it. Uh, until then, uh, <laughs> tell your Canucks friends, your friends that are Canucks fans, tell them you care about them. Uh, because from what I can tell, I mean, some people are trying to justify the trade. Um, they're still kind of getting dunked on in the in the interim from trading their captain, who... Uh, Boy, our you know, Aturatu in that first round pick, they could be anything. They could even be Bo Horvat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, follow Endo on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash end the mills. Catch him on Sports Gamer all the time. It's in an eye. Sportsgamer.gg. Catch him yeah. on Sports Gamer all the time. Sportsgamer.gg. This is just a Sports Gamer unofficial podcast at this point. Oh my God. You know, we'll be asked to do that starting next season, I'm sure. Let's do it. That's, you know, 
you know, just like friends of the channel, Raheel and Safir have the uh, the NHL podcast on on hockey news. We're gonna get we're gonna get Endo and B Major to run the uh, sports gamer podcast. If Kenu hears this, by the way, you're fucked. So you better hope it's <laughs> part of the. He's show. gonna he's gonna hit the light bulb in his head, just go off like that's a great idea. You know, he's already got you guys working super hard, and whenever you guys need to like bow out, it's either me or like Lime or or B Major. But he's got he's got exams coming up, so it's probably just like me or Lime. College educated nerd. Yeah, look at you. Why be <laughs> college educated in sports media when you're already working in sports media, buddy? Come on. It's perfect. We'll see you later on this week, everybody. Thank you again for listening.